Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Today we are continuing our invitation series, and we all love getting invitations, don't we? You know, uh, this time last year, I received the most incredible invitation ever to be at the birth of my very first granddaughter. That was an invitation that I couldn't resist. It was unbelievable. Unfortunately, I was preaching at Mackenzie three days later and I was overjoyed and exhausted and I stood on the stage and I completely forgot her name. That was my first granny moment right there and it was humiliating to say the least. But fast forward 12 months and Aurelia, nailed it, um, Aurelia is turning one. I mean, who couldn't um, resist an invitation to Aurelia's first birthday? The problem is that due to current COVID restrictions, Aurelia's birthday had to be cancelled, not her birthday, her birthday party. And we all love receiving weddings to, uh, invitations to weddings because they make us feel like a valued friend or family, but even in this season, we can't be too offended if we're not on the guest list to a wedding. You know, just the other day in the mail, I, um, in the letterbox, I found this envelope And I was thinking to myself, I don't know of any weddings, any birthdays that are coming up. What on earth could it be? Dearest Susan, your gorgeous, loving husband requests the pleasure of your company at a romantic dinner. Jason and romantic. At that point, I knew someone was playing a practical joke on me. But we do love invitations. And the invitations that Jesus gives us that we're looking at are an incredible expression of his love for us because he always invites us to a fuller, richer, healthier and better life. And today we're looking at the invitation from Jesus to be refreshed. There's a few times in scripture where Jesus gives the invitation to drink deeply of his living water to refresh our thirsty souls. And I don't know about you, but when I hear that, something in my heart just cries out. It has been a really crazy, out of control kind of year that's left us feeling exhausted. Some of us physically, emotionally, spiritually, maybe all three And this morning, Jesus invites us to come to him and to be refreshed. You know, many of you have probably said the words, I'm dying of thirst. It's a little bit dramatic, but we've all no doubt said it at one time or another. We imagine this nice icy cold glass of water that as we drink it is going to refresh us and quench our thirst. Not bad. The truth of it is none of us are literally dying of thirst, unlike some people in other parts of the world. 
But we know what it's like to be thirsty, those times when our bodies tell us we need water to quench our thirst. But the problem is, once we have one drink, we get thirsty again. One drink doesn't satisfy us for long. You know, you can go weeks without food, but you can't last more than a few days without water. Thirst will kill you faster than hunger will. And God knew that we needed water to survive, to sustain us, and he provided a continual supply to satisfy our continual need. There's clouds that form in the sky. We've seen them this morning. They send the rain that collects in rivers and lakes and streams and dams for us to drink. Water is life. Water is sustaining. It's refreshing. You know, back in 2004, we spent six months as a family driving um, around Australia. And I tell you, there are some hot, dry places in this country that can make you really thirsty. And being the good parents that we were with four children, we made sure that our kids stayed refreshed. They drank long and deep because we knew how important it was to make sure they had plenty to drink, especially in those really hot places. Until we hit those long driving days. Then we discovered after maybe five times of stopping on the side of a highway in the space of about 20 minutes that perhaps an unending thirst quenching was not a good idea. And then there was the kids. Jason was bad enough. But just like our bodies need to be refreshed, so our soul needs to be refreshed. God made your body to thirst for water so that it could be physically refreshed. And he made your soul to thirst for spiritual water so that it can be refreshed spiritually. See, water is of great importance to us for our survival. And it's, but it's easy to take it for granted. Any of us can go home and turn on the tap and know that water is going to come from it and it's going to be clean and it's going to be drinkable. And water held even greater value for the people living in biblical times because it wasn't as easily accessible. They lived in a hot, dry country completely dependent on the seasonal rains and the cisterns that they uh, created. See, fresh, clean water wasn't available at the turn of a tap. They had to dig wells and cisterns, and that was a difficult task. And then often the wells and the cisterns would crack and leak. But they did have running water that flowed from springs. See, this water flowed all year round, and it was clean, and it was dependable. And the people of Israel actually called these springs living water because it symbolised its constant freshness and its life-giving qualities. Living water was cleansing, it was life-giving, and it was celebrated as coming from God. And it was an important part of the Feast of Tabernacle where we find Jesus in John chapter 7. 
You know, this was an important celebration festival for the Jewish people. It went on for seven days and people would come from all over to Jerusalem to remember and celebrate the fact that God had rescued them as a people in the desert. They'd thank God for the harvest that had just been and they would pray for the year to come and the rains. And thousands of people would come to Jerusalem and celebrate and party all week long. And a really significant part of this celebration happened every morning when the priests would go down to the pool of Siloam, which was the pool of living water. He'd fill a gold pitcher full of the water from the spring and then he'd pour it symbolically all over the altar. And the whole crowd would start shouting out to God, Oh Lord, save us! Save us, O Lord, in recognition of the fact that they were dependent on him for the living water they needed to survive. And this continued all week. And the cries got louder and louder as the week went on. Thousands of people crying out to God, O Lord, save us. And it's at this moment, sorry about that. (laughs) It's at this moment near the very end of the week that Jesus decides to speak. And he calls out in a loud voice, just to prepare you in a loud voice, over all the noise and the shouting in the crowd. You imagine it, the crowds are shouting, oh Lord, save us. And he says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. This was a completely unexpected invitation. I mean, Jesus is extending an invitation to all who are thirsty a promise of living water that will flow from within them, a constant supply of life-giving water that will save them from death. And because of the connection between living water and the Feast of the Tabernacles that they were celebrating, the people understood the meaning behind Jesus' words. He chose that moment on that feast day to reveal that he was the living water that they ultimately longed for to save them. But he's actually inviting them to a party that hasn't come yet. It was kind of more like a date claimer for the people. He's inviting them to an incredible celebration where the living water of the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all people for all time. But he was making a date claimer for the time that they would ultimately be saved. You see, the Spirit wasn't poured out until the day of Pentecost, nearly a whole year later. I mean, that's a long time in advance to send out an invitation. Anybody else, even for weddings, invite people a whole year in advance? But Jesus did. Jesus did because in that moment, he knew what the people needed. He knew what they were crying out for. He knew that the life-giving water that they were crying out for would come in the form of the Holy Spirit and he would satisfy their spiritual thirst in ways that they couldn't even imagine in that moment. And the good news for us 
is that the party has come. We don't have to wait. We can actually accept the invitation now. See, the party started 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out and the church was birthed. And the invitation is for everyone. It's for all of us, not just a select few. It's not just for the good or the religious or those that work hard enough to earn it. The invitation is for everyone. Jesus says, let anyone who is thirsty, anyone, everybody say anyone. That includes you, it includes me. Jesus says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. Now, months after this festival, Jesus walked on those same streets carrying a cross and he died to forgive the sin that once separated us from being in relationship with God so that he could make it possible for us to drink deeply, to make a way for anyone who is spiritually thirsty to accept his invitation to come and to drink and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and refreshed. Jesus made a way on the cross to truly save the people, all people, for all time. And Jesus invites you to follow him as Lord and Saviour, to enjoy relationship with the Father and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And all the promises of God are true in relationship with God. What was Jesus' promise? He says, whoever believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from within. See, God is looking for a people who will accept his invitation to be refreshed by repenting, receiving, and refilling. Repent, receive, refill, and you will be refreshed. Are you spiritually thirsty this morning? Jesus invites you to repent, to receive, and to refill so that you might be refreshed. Jesus' invitation to be refreshed starts with repentance. You know, on the day of Pentecost, the party had finally arrived. The day that the Holy Spirit was poured out for all the people. And not long after this moment, Peter is up and he is filled with the Holy Spirit and he's preaching boldly the message of Jesus to the very people who not long before had cried out to crucify the Son of God. And he calls them to repent. Acts chapter 3, he says, repent then and turn to God. Remember, repentance is a deliberate turning from what you know is wrong and turning towards what is right, turning from sin and turning towards God. And he says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. The invitation to repent is, sorry, to be refreshed is for everyone. If you're sitting here this morning thinking that it's not for you, that refreshment isn't for you, that your sin is too great, that God could never forgive you, listen to the words of Peter. Because he's preaching to the very people who cried out to crucify the Son of God. And if God can forgive them, he offers forgiveness to you. 
There's nothing that you could do that would make Jesus withdraw his invitation to you. He says, come all who are thirsty and drink. If your soul is feeling dry and thirsty today because of sin and shame, God's refreshing is for you. What is it that you need to choose to turn away from? What are the inferior things that you've been filling your life with? The inferior things that you've tried to satisfy your thirst with that's left you feeling unsatisfied and unfulfilled. The pursuit of accumulated wealth and possessions, chasing after career or good looks, destructive relationships that have pulled you away from God or inappropriate sexual behaviour, God invites you to a place of repentance that times of true refreshment may come. You know, there's this beautiful story that we read about uh, where Jesus extends an invitation to be refreshed spiritually to a, a woman who was labelled by everyone else as unworthy. Everyone else, but not Jesus. Jesus and his disciples had come to Samaria. It was hot, middle of the day, and Jesus stops and sits at the town well. And along comes a woman, we know this story quite well, she comes to draw water from the well and Jesus asks her for a drink. And as this story unfolds, we come to understand that this woman has a deep spiritual thirst. There's an emptiness in her soul that longs to be satisfied, but she spent her life looking for refreshment and satisfaction in all the wrong places. And Jesus offers her lasting refreshment. Living water that truly cleanses and refreshes. But in order to receive the living water that Jesus offers, she needs to repent. So Jesus confronts her sin in John chapter 4. He says, everyone who drinks this water, the physical water from the well, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And hear her, her longing and her desperate need for true refreshment in her response, even though she doesn't fully understand what it is that Jesus is offering. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And this is where Jesus confronts her sin. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you've just said is quite true. Now, from the beginning of this story, Jesus demonstrates that his love and his grace and his refreshment is for everyone, even those who are marginalised, even those who are far from him, even those who have chased after inferior things to satisfy them. And in this moment, this woman finds forgiveness. 
And a spring of of life-giving water does indeed well up within her. She runs back into her town and tells everybody that she comes across of the refreshment, of the life-giving water that Jesus offered. Jesus' forgiveness and refreshment is for everyone. It's for you and it's for me. You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah Chapter 2, verse 13, my people have done two evils. They've turned away from me, the spring of living water, and they've dug their own wells, which are broken wells that cannot hold water. We've turned away from the source, the true source of living water and dug our own broken wells. We've looked to inferior substances to satisfy our longing instead of looking to God. Sin is addictive. It only makes you thirstier. If you don't believe that, ask anybody who's ever looked at pornography because once isn't enough. For people addicted to prescription medication, one pill is not enough, one drink is not enough. If you have a problem with anger, you're not going to get angry just once. See, sin creates a greater thirst for satisfaction. And it's for this very reason that Jesus says to the woman at the well, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, the water in the well. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst Indeed, the water I give them will become in them like a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus offered the woman at the well living water that would permanently satisfy her thirst. But in order to accept the invitation, she had to repent. She had to choose not to go back to the inferior sources for satisfaction. And we have a choice. If we want to accept the invitation that Jesus offers for deep, lasting refreshment, we have to choose to stop trying to fill our thirst with inferior sources. To choose not to turn to the inferior sources, but to turn to the one who truly satisfies What is it that you need to repent of today? What inferior sources do you need to turn away from and turn to him? See, when we do that, then we're able to fully receive the invitation to refresh that Jesus offers us. In order to be refreshed, we need to repent and then we need to receive his invitation. You know, it's no good getting an invitation if we never open it. I mean, what good is a glass of water and your lips are dry and cracked if it never passes your lips? You know, maybe you've seen it, you have an awareness of it, but you haven't actually picked it up yet. Instead, you've picked up other things to satisfy the thirst in your soul. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you're actually holding it in your hands. You've heard about Jesus, but you felt too unworthy to drink from it. Or maybe you've even drunk from the glass before, but you've put it down. 
and you've walked away. You've allowed yourself to get busy and distracted and you've forgotten how good it is to be refreshed. It's time to pick it up and drink. You know, our thirst is only quenched by water if we choose to pick it up and drink it. It's got to pass our lips. And our spiritual thirst is only quenched if we choose to receive the invitation to be refreshed that Jesus offers. Accept or decline. The choice is ours. If you've been chasing after inferior sources to satisfy you, Jesus is inviting you to turn to him to satisfy your thirst. If you've gotten distracted and busy, Jesus is inviting you to come back and to drink deeply, to allow him to refresh your soul. If you're feeling unworthy to accept the invitation to be refreshed, can I say to you this morning that the devil is ripping you off because he doesn't want you to accept the invitation from Jesus because he doesn't want you to receive it, the refreshment. But if God considered those who crucified his son worthy of forgiveness and worthy of refreshment, he considers you worthy. The extent to which you believe you are worthy is the extent to which you'll receive God's refreshment. The extent to which you believe you are worthy is the extent to which you will receive God's refreshment. See, Jesus took their sins and he took yours and mine to the cross. He shed his blood for the forgiveness of all mankind so that our thirst, the thirst that is deep in our souls would be satisfied so that we would know true refreshment. I'm gonna invite you now uh, just to close your eyes with me. Just close your eyes where you are. In the quietness of your heart, ask God what it is that you need to repent of this morning. What are the inferior things that you might have turned to? What are things that have stopped you from chasing after the life-giving water that Jesus offers? Just spend a few moments repenting before him, asking God for his forgiveness and receiving it this morning. God, I thank you that as we turn to you, as we choose to repent of the things that have taken us away from you, God, thank you that we can be assured of your forgiveness and that we can accept your invitation to be refreshed. God, I thank you for making a way for us by dying on the cross, making a way, God, that we would be filled to overflowing by the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you this morning that we can accept your invitation. We receive it this morning, Jesus. Amen. You know, lastly, when we've accepted the invitation to repent and to receive so that we can be refreshed, we're actually invited to refill. 
over and over again. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. See, Paul is saying, don't waste your life chasing after the things and filling your life with inferior sources that lead to ungodliness and never truly satisfy you. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. You know, in the original Greek, the phrase be filled is a present tense verb, which means it's a continuous experience. Hear this this morning. It was never meant to be a one-off. We need to repent. We need to receive his invitation and we need to keep being refilled and refilled and refilled. You know, I was thirsty yesterday, so I drank some water. But the water I drank yesterday is not going to quench my thirst today. I need to keep drinking in order to have my thirst regularly satisfied. Now, this is true in the physical and it's just as true in the spiritual. There's so many things that we've turned to that drain us and leave us feeling spiritually thirsty again. We've got to keep coming to Him to be refilled day by day, not just week by week or Sunday by Sunday. Jesus extends an invitation to all of us this morning. It's not a complicated invitation. He simply says, come to me. If you're thirsty, if you're longing for refreshment, come to me and be refilled. Whatever you're feeling, whatever challenges you're facing, the invitation is for you. Jesus doesn't hold back from us when he invites us to a place of refreshment. In fact, he invites us to drink deeply. I don't know about you, but this season's left me feeling spiritually thirsty. I've needed to drink more deeply of him than I ever have before as, as we face challenges and changes. You know, my personal time in God's word has become a lifeline for me as I've adapted to all these changes. And for me, when anxiety threatens to well up and overwhelm me and distract me and pull me away from God, I had to choose, and I still have to choose, to turn to God and, and drink deeply of Him. It's been a big, overwhelming year as we navigate the constant change and disruption. And we've all experienced different levels of insecurity, loneliness and disconnection, financial instability and loss of some of the freedoms that we're used to. But even without COVID, we're distracted by the busy world that we live in. We live in this with fast-paced expectations, information overload, everything at our fingertips in an instant. People expecting us to be available 24-7. Our souls are crying out for refreshment. But so often we don't know how to slow down long enough to receive it. Or we look for refreshment in inferior sources that will never leave us satisfied. You know, the beauty of it is that no matter how chaotic or busy we get, Jesus never 
withdraws the invitation that He extends to us to come and be refreshed. And we need to keep coming back to be refreshed. Paul says, don't chase after all those other things that lead to ungodliness that aren't satisfying. Instead, he says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. People, it's party time. It's time to celebrate. The celebration has begun. The Spirit has come. Will you accept His invitation? If you've repented and you've received that invitation, you've received His forgiveness, you can be refilled. And worship comes out of the overflow of the Spirit within us. Jesus is inviting you to be refreshed by His Spirit today. Maybe you recognise that you've been looking to inferior sources and you need to come to God to be refilled. Or maybe you've felt too unworthy and this morning you need to accept Jesus' invitation to come and be refilled. Or maybe in the busyness, you've allowed yourself to be distracted and you've forgotten how good the refreshment is that Jesus offers. Or maybe, like me, you're just longing for more. You're longing for God to fill you up to overflowing, which I promise I won't do. You're longing for His Spirit to fill you up, overflowing. And He wants to this morning He wants to fill you up to overflowing so that rivers of life-giving water will flow from within you. Not just a trickle or a stream, but rivers of life-giving water. And what flows out of you will be so abundant that everybody else around you will experience it too. God wants to refresh us to the point that we can live out of the overflow of His Spirit at work within us. I don't know about you, but I want that over and over again. Will you accept His invitation this morning? Why don't you stand with me? I want to encourage you right now, if you want God to fill you with His life-giving water, if you want Him to pour His Spirit into you, that you would be refilled, I want to encourage you just right now, wherever you are, just to put your hands out. It's a receiving posture. It's saying, God, this morning I want you to refill me. Whether you've been distracted, whether to this point you felt unworthy, whether you just long for more. Remember, Paul says over and over again, come and be refilled, be refreshed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I thank you for your invitation to us. This morning, as our hands are held out to you, God, we receive your spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit that you poured out for all people for all time. God, would you come and fill us afresh this morning?
Fill us, God, to overflowing. God, would you quench our spiritual thirst, our longing for you, our deep and desperate need for you, God. Come and fill us. That we would be known as a church that is full of the Holy Spirit. God, that people would see in us the overflow of the Spirit and be drawn to us, not to us personally, God, but to You because of what they see in us. And my prayer for us as a church, prayer for us as individuals is just as Jesus quoted from Isaiah 61. Take hold of this this morning. This is the longing in your heart because this is the same Spirit the same Spirit that was poured out over Jesus that He declared is the same Spirit that He offers us right now. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Claim this this morning because the Lord has anointed me to pro proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. That we would be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord, for the display of His splendour. God, fill us up. Fill us up. I just want to encourage you as we sing this last song, many of you might not know it. If you don't know it, just let the words wash over you. But the words to this song are, are a beautiful invitation. Do you thirst from a drink? from the well. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I invite you to drink deeply of Him. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking on Get Connected.